Griff, what's what's the longest you've what's the longest you've gone, Griffin, without sure, without sure. growing a beard? I, yeah. I once you're a new beard guy like me, like you just want everybody to be a beard guy in this itchy hill. Yeah. So I was curious, like, what's the longest you've gone? you remember in me like college me and how like whenever you and me would go on our walks in the oh, in walks. the city. And people would point at the two of us and said, "There's Justin McElroy from uh, from Joystick, yeah, and that's that. his pervert brother." <laughs> <laughs> that's I usually do. the reception yeah. that that beard that that beard got. Um, well, what's the? How long did you let it go? That's the, that's the th- yeah. that's the beard thing. You know? Yeah, how long did you let it go? College. College. <laughs> I let it go. Co- I let it go. College. Yeah. So, and that seems like a. A pretty good time. Yeah, but a maybe because I I did it. I tried to do a college growth, and it, it wasn't great. So maybe your um, I don't know hormones or uh, things in could be in, a hormone thing. Thank yo, you. Yo, so no, maybe it's you better all, now. As someone with a be- who has had a beard for a much longer than any of you, oh, you're thinking yeah, about it to, all. You're thinking about it all wrong. Yeah, the beard is not about how it looks. That's what you, you think as a beard newcomer. The beard is really about the smell. You have to season it because a beard That's, takes on all mm, all stink. Oh yeah. Okay. This is a question of silage. I understand now. <laughs> yes. It's a scent question. Okay. You know silage. I can fuck with. So you know if you eat a lot of spaghetti and meatballs, you're gonna carry a little bit of that. You know, it's a me flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you eat a lot smell, of you know like pieces. Yeah. Some like Midwest uh, hard tacos. You know, you're gonna get some of that grocery store taco seasoning stink. Yeah, it just and, it, and that is that's what people are. You, again, they think they're looking at it, but really, what they're doing is they're connecting with you on a stank level. Mm. People, you know, what people forget about too is seasoning. You have to put like a tablespoon of oil in there yep. and mm-hmm. then get it super, super hot, so it's like smoking. Yeah, and then it'll sort of like nothing will stick to it at that point. It'll be it's amazing. <laughs> It's well worth the investment. And then never wash it after that. Obviously. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I played a bunch of games this week. My name is Russ Frustick, and I know the best game of the week. Was that a baby sleeping, re- Russ Fre- uh, My name is Russ Frustick. He is actually regular? sleeping in the moment, so yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't crank it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Besties. It's a uh, video game club. Just by listening, you are a member. We like to talk about new games, the hot new releases on this show, and we have one this week, a, a pretty big one, hotly anticipated and critically conflicted <laughs> it's, uh, it's saints it's saints row but chris plant there was already a saints row saints row the new one the 2022 one is a reboot of the franchise that ran for four entries and like a spinoff and a dlc bonus it's kind of like a rockstar grand theft auto game but you know like well the old one was more spicy and the new one is less spicy Less spicy. You'll hear all about that intriguing entry and more on this week's Besties right after this. This episode of the Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so 
you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You know, it didn't occur to me until recently, could it be Saints Row? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. What a great point. What a salient and great point to start our discussion on. Could it be Saints Row? We're going to have a Saints Row. Uh, we're going to have Saints Row about Saints Row here. Uh, although I feel like we're, uh, I've been, uh, you know, keeping up today on your on your social media output, y'all, and, and chatting about this. I feel like we're, I don't know. Actually, Griffin is the one that I have not heard anything on. That is true. But we'll, uh, let's, can we set it up first? Can I set it we'll, up real quick first? Okay. So, so Saints Row the First yeah. was a a pretty bad ripoff of Grand Theft Auto. This came out in like 2005 or something like that. Very Somewhere long ago. ago. It was like if you took Grand Theft Auto and you're like, what if Austin Powers wrote it? <laughs> Saints Row the Second was uh funny. They leaned into the humor, right? It was it was funnier and it worked better. And if you ask some people, it was like the the real beginning of this franchise, right? You don't see a lot of the DNA in the first Saints Row game. Saints Row the third, things got like absolutely buck wild. They really leaned into being the silly one. Uh, while and, and by silly, you mean like, a, you got a dildo bat. Yeah. But also you have like... Dubstep yeah, gun. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah. it was really goofy. There was like a lot of puerile humor and stuff but it's it, 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 it's heart was in the right place if that may it wasn't mean spirited mm-hmm. it was just it, pretty goofy yeah um, well i think one started out max mean spirited right. and really really like offensive and trashy and like bad south park humor right and then they spent the rest of the this this version of the series trying to both rub off that grunt the Stink. grunge yeah. and and then replace it with like kind of this like millennial progressivism yes and that okay that gave birth to saints row four which was uh even bigger the scale was like absolutely off the rails it, superpowers were a big part of you this were the one. president like, of the united you, states you fought aliens yeah. there was like, like no limit to it the world blew up like in the first minute right yeah <laughs> um, yeah Yes, and then the f- then there was Gat Out of Hell, which was DLC spinoff, 
And then a real, a real bummer. <laughs> a real, I had to review this for Polygon. It's called Agents of Mayhem. Yeah, I forgot it that even happened. Yeah, you should. It was, this, it was in the Saints Row Averse, uh, which is the same universe. It, like, this is a Volition game. Volition is also notable for uh, 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 Red, uh, Faction. Red Faction, which was like an open world Mars action game. They are in the same That's universe. why you quit, right? You played that and you're like, you know what? I'm done. I played that. That was like the last review I did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I actually can't do that. That was a terrible, I mean, truly charmless. Like I can remember few worse experiences. That one dead island thing and everything on Connect. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but here we are. Saints Row has been absent for, I don't know, what, six years? Seven years? Eight years? It's been a while. I think almost 10 years since Saints Row 4. Yeah, we're not counting Agents of Mayhem. But uh, here we are with a a reboot. Okay, there we go. I did the setup. Good job. So the the thing you're going to want to know right off the bat is that the game really dials back on the totally, totally outlandish stuff. But there is still a lot of outlandish stuff. The degree of how outlandish gets is like, on the level, I would say, of, like, Fast and the Furious, but it does not do the, like, fantasy outlandishness stuff. So you're okay. driving a tank on a runaway train, but you're not, you know, flying through the air with superpowers. You're not growing to 100 feet tall and eating the train like a French fry. Exactly. <laughs> In the next game, maybe, but for right now, yeah. no. So that was the big, they kind of, like, pulled back because I think they probably r- realized they wrote themselves into a corner of how outlandish it was. But the other big change is that they excised, I think, a lot of the, uh, like, very puerile, like, sex stuff. I'll give you an example of, like, the stuff that is not in the game anymore. Mm. Two two examples. One, there was a Wendy's knockoff in the original um, Saints Row that was called Freckle Bitches. It's just I didn't write it, but that is in the game. That it is, is now called. Just F- to hear you say it is a it's real so delight. Yeah, it is now called FBs. So that's just one example. They're clearly pulling away from that. Uh, another example: there was a mode in Saints Row the Third called. I'm sorry for this. It's called Horde Mode, but it's spelled W H O R E D Horde Mode. Those are the sorts of jokes that are no longer in Saints Row. And quite honestly, I'm super cool that's with it. That's great. Yeah, just that's fine by just me. fine. Yeah. It's just yeah. that well, it wasn't funny. Like people were making this into like a culture war thing. Those are not funny jokes. It's just like no. boring. It's not funny. Stupid. Yeah, it's funny. But the the there is also. It wasn't. It, this is going to sound like a, a, a an apologist position for that shit, which is is not true. There was another type of comedy that was present in the Saints Row games, which was just absurdist, sure stuff, and and that's where you get into the. Uh, I, I forget the name of it, but there was like a television show that was basically uh, uh like Marathon Man. Uh, with this big cat guy, Ginky, Doctor Ginky, Doctor Ginky, oh yeah, yeah sure. and 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 so you could get like a big truck with Doctor Ginky's giant cat head on it that you would drive around, and it could like it was just like a rolling tank, and it was like Sorry, completely Professor ridiculous. Professor Ginky's super ethical reality climax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's stuff like that, and the stuff like, uh, and I should also say I've not. Maybe this stuff is in is in the uh, Saints Row, and I haven't no. gotten to it yet, well, but it, it's... Similar modes. Yeah, there are, like there are modes. Meditations on those themes. Yeah. <laughs> but they but are not... not it, it has been my experience so far with Saints Row that it has also lost, a, like, a lot of that absurdist stuff, which 
Um, in my opinion, like when you peel that away from Saints Row, it kind of loses a lot of what made it yeah, memorable it, in my mind. It's it's there. It's just I hate to say it, it's not subtle. Like there's like a giant comb in the desert that's combing the desert. <laughs> and we and we love like, space balls around here, like for sure. Um, yeah, we're wild about that. Yeah, so. I mean, there's more. It's more than that. So there's also like uh, this has been in the game since the uh, since the original. But there's a. Um, uh, insurance fraud mode where you basically yeah. curl yourselves at curl your body into cars to like earn insurance money and if you do well in that mode you enter like a in uh, i forget what it's called focus mode whatever it is where your body explodes off of cars and goes flying 50 feet in the air and you angle your body so that it lands on other cars which also explode so there is outrageousness in this game it is not a grounded game it is just slightly more grounded than it was previously if i could if i uh, briefly as somebody who has like i'm a really big saints row fan i i really do love this entire franchise i played all of them yeah um i if i could talk real briefly i'd like to start with the things that i really love about this the things that i think are so smart first thing the the main thing that i think is genius about this is that in in the previous games there was it was always a little bit of a rags to riches thing it would always be like somebody has you know messed up your shit so bad and you have to rebuild it or you have nothing and you're starting fresh whatever this is doing that but those games would quickly sort of like lose touch with anything that you could sort of relate to right because it's all like demigod crime boss huge you know run the city all that stuff what is so smart about this is that they make the boss and his, you know, he has a core crew of three friends. They make the boss into, like, are, are the scenes outside of the main gameplay stuff. It's a very domestic is the best way that I can describe yeah. it, and, right? And the like, boss is your the character that you play as. Sorry, yeah, thanks, Malia. Um, So you are forming this gang with your friends but you never stop being friends. And there's really great interplay between um, Nina and DJ Kev and, um, uh, help me, I'm spacing on his third friend. Eli. Um, Eli, thank you. Um, and they all have different areas of expertise, but the scenes between them are really kind and warm-hearted and funny and never and really help to keep you connected to the core like emotional beats like even when you're you know running the city or whatever you still have to like stop and get donuts and there's scenes where you're like calling people to ask what you know what they want on their donuts and sometimes it's just like conversations about like stuff they grew up with like real human actual human I exchanges and, and i would say scenes. just the stuff that like the game kicks off and the idea is that all through all four of you the boss and and your friends are in are basically like low on the on the rung of these various gangs. Right. So you're so you're all in different gangs, but then you all share an apartment together. So you go back to the apartment and you like complain, "Ugh, you know, your gang was a total pain in the ass today." And that stuff is funny just cuz it feels like you would, you know, talk to roommates about how annoying your boss was today at work. Right, exactly. So it feels very grounded and like I you know I know some people disagree as to whether the writing lands for me. for me I cared about all of those characters in ways that like quite honestly Johnny Gat even though he's very funny it didn't never really felt like a character to me 
Yeah, I, I, I think there's like seems to be a big divide between people in our generation and younger folks. I'm curious if that has to do with like Gen Z versus millennial preferences. Because well, as this the has... resident Gen Z here, I <laughs> can speak to. Yeah, sure. Well, th- this this has like to me a very um, what's his name, Michael Schur, like Parks and Recreation vibe. It, huh, it, okay. It's yeah. very positive. The the humor comes from you know like all of these people. They don't really have conflicts with each other. They have conflicts externally, right? Right. And and I I get the sense from the reviews that I've read that are out there, especially from younger critics, is that like this is cringe. The writing is bad. That the whole game is out of touch. And then then there's the issues, the, the mechanics and the bugs, which are, are separate from that. Uh, but I don't yeah. think I don't I think. That frustrates me only in that I don't think there's a world in which this writing is bad. Like, as writing. No. There's there, there no. Good. It may not click for you, but yes, it's very well done. Uh, yes. For, for a video game, especially, there is like a, a level of craft here that I, I really like. And I think, I mean, this is the game that I feel like I wanted from Saints Row all, all along, which was a game that I was not incredibly embarrassed by. And a game that was just kind of like a leisurely open world distraction. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I wanted that game like 10 years ago. And now it feels a little weird in 2022 because it's taken so long to get here. Um, the other thing I will say also, I, I, the, the writing, the, all that stuff I really love. I also love that this game is bending over backwards to make sure that you're having a fun time. Any uh, almost any time in the gameplay when when you could almost okay almost any time in the gameplay when like something could uh, be annoying they kind of like skirt around the edges of it and in in and like vehicle physics are the ones that really spring to mind mm-hmm. you you cannot like I never wrecked a car it doesn't happen like your cars get blown up if like a, there are 50 tanks trying to yeah. blow you up. Otherwise you're basically playing with hot wheels, like on your mom's carpet. Like it, you are tearing through. It doesn't matter your car. Every once in a while you'll flip in just the wrong way that the car lands on its roof. And it's like, okay, this one's shot. But other than that, uh, and you can call for a new car that appears instantly <laughs> right there. It's, it's very like, oh, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Here, here, let us fix that for you, sir. Um, but a lot of this, the mechanic, the get, the combat is like not that challenging. There's a lot of, uh, you get a lot of skills, which is a fun idea of like skills you can map onto. Uh, I think you hold right bumper and then press one of the face yeah. buttons, but they're like, you know, skills that you charge through combat. There's like a quick takedown, that kind of stuff. But it's very, I think it's, I find it to be very forgiving um, and and really encouraging to like experimentation. There's another little thing that I love, by the way, if there's a canister or something that can explode, mm-hmm. you just press a button and you shoot it rather yeah. than trying to target it. It, it. I Stuff like that, I, I think is just really, really smart. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I, I also like the car combat. There's like a, a shunt where you can basically hit x and push in the direction of another car and it like does damage to that other car uh which is very smart i think the yeah the minute to minute like when you're in gunplay doesn't really change all that much of the course of it um which can be frustrating i also for what it's worth played on easy because i play all volition games on easy because i enjoy like being a total god in these games and don't think that the combat has ever been particularly tight and not really the point in my opinion. Um, right. 
So that's all. Uh, I, I just want to say that. But I also wanted to mention, and Justin and Griffin, you guys are certainly the experts on this. Serious question. Is there a better character creator that has ever been made than this character creator? That's such a subjective. I'm asking yeah, you two. You two thing. are experts. I mean, yes, I, I believe. What, what do you think is a better character? Like in terms of options, what do, what do you think is a better character creator? In terms of options, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think the FromSoft games have, have give, make but, let you make them pretty nasty. But in this a way game that, allows that too. Like you can make them. We, you also have to understand that Griffin and I have a very particular set of qualifications when it comes uh-huh. to character creators we are not looking for like necessarily beautiful realistic no i know but like just scrolling through the like user made like you can make true horrible beasts of like uh nature like these are not like you can do grounded realism someone made shaggy that looks exactly like shaggy but you can also do like total freak of nature stuff and you add that to like the sheer number of like clothing options and you could change your skin into mirrors and like it's there it's it is outrageous how good this character creator is in my opinion much smaller thing um i i really uh i really appreciate that this game lets me um make a bigger character that who is who is bigger physically yeah i feel like saints Uh, row has has usually been pretty good about that like they they are yeah and triangle physique slider thing yeah it's very rare to find a um, a character creator where I can actually like, see myself represented in a way that feels like I sent a picture of my my dude to you guys. Like it's not that far off. It's pretty like it. If you blur your eyes a little bit, it, it looks like it looks like me in the game. It's wild. The, the first part of the video was you from behind, and I immediately was like, "Oh, you're in the game," which is wild. That's just I not even seeing your face. Yeah, it's the also threw me off. You you toss in the fact that like there are six fully voiced i'm sorry it might be eight actually fully voiced options for the main character which and uh, i i did this the first uh i i think it was a voice actor number two and the performance was spectacular i don't know about the other voices i can't speak to them but like voice number two uh was just like a stellar the uh, the masculine or feminine sounding it was a feminine uh, voice yeah that's right uh, i think actually uh, the actress is named uh, right. erica lindbeck i actually looked it up because i was like who is this person she's done a ton of uh uh anime and other voice acting work so i wasn't uh surprised that that she brought a lot of uh, effort to it but uh, you know across the board i think they spent a lot of time making sure that like the character you were making could in some way speak for who you are either in the game or in real life. Like you could do something wacky or you could do like a grounded recreation of yourself, which now, is very, very cool. People who have followed this game on the internet, like anywhere are probably like, Hey, <laughs> this is interesting because the reviews have utterly buried this game. Yeah. It's Why? Been, it's been pretty Whose intro, who's, who's intro music is that? It's Griffin. Bah, 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 bah. Hey everyone. I think this game's just kind of okay. I'm not like I'm not as enamored uh, with it as as my three other co-hosts here. Uh, yeah, and I, for what it's worth, I don't think it's a game of the year or anything like that. But go on, Griffin. <laughs> I, I, it's just I have problems with open world games. That the only way that I get over it is with uh, certain certain types of innovations that 
I I have not seen in the genre before. And like Justin said, this game very wisely smooths off a lot of the rough edges, and that is fantastic to me. Uh, but at the same time, it is still a lot of driving around in the desert and then shooting mm-hmm. at the same kind of gangs full of sort of spongy people uh, a lot. And I, I I agree with a lot of the positive points you guys have said, but for me, that is just not nearly enough for me to want to continue playing it when I, I am a, a few hours in and have already hit a point where it feels like awfully repetitive uh there's also i'm uh, the, there's some technical issues that we kind of glossed oh, over yeah now we we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna die to this. get them separate it's, uh, <laughs> it, 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 just a quick list sometimes the music stops sometimes the sound effects stop sometimes those two things happen at the same time sometimes and your now control you're of sh- the character stops you're just in a shootout and then it's like this big bombastic action scene and then there's no sound whatsoever sometimes like full mechanics stop working oh like, you know uh, the fun one i had i have anytime that i get into a helicopter my view <laughs> this is gonna be really hard to explain but my view uh becomes the view uh from the bottom of the helicopter zoomed to the ground like looking at the ground from the helicopter's point of view so all <laughs> i see is like eight pixels of like the ground below me <laughs> and then there are missions where you have i did a mission where i had to uh you like pick up a car with the helicopter and smash it into stuff. And I was literally like using the mini map to <laughs> figure out where I was. It took me a half hour. It was miserable. If there's an actual mission in the like, like toward later on that's gonna require that, I'm gonna be absolutely sunk. I don't know what I'll do. So I played it on Xbox Series X because I was running to issues on the uh, Epic Game Store PC version. Um, I weirdly, and I read a lot of reviews and watched a lot of video, the number of bugs that I saw mentioned or captured on film, I never ran into. And I think I know why. is because the only way that I was able to run the game at a steady 60 frames a second was by playing in 1080p mode, which is unfortunate for running on a next-gen console. You shouldn't uh, have to run the game in 1080p because it does look, like, not great. But I feel like maybe when people like went up to 1440 or even 4k like all sorts of other issues started cropping up because the memory was whatever it was so even though i didn't run into a lot of issues it is definitely a drag that i'm playing on a next gen console and can only run it at 1080p it's wild you start getting weird ones like yeah half of my life bar would disappear and not like one end or the other but like every other bar <laughs> every other bar of it like yeah. uh there's a lot there's a lot a lot a lot i don't know I mean, justin uh if you felt this way but like when cyberpunk launched it was just like the oh, gameplay was kind of miserable <laughs> and also the bugs made it even more miserable and here i don't i mean the gameplay is fine like i enjoy it so it wasn't wasn't like a stopping point for me even if some weird shit happened occasionally is that how you felt it wasn't, I mean, that one that I played, which was Mission Critical, yeah. was almost that. No, I mean, sure. It was almost that for me. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite get there because I was able to figure it out. But, like, there is enough where I, I mean, it's tough, right? Are they going to put the resources in mm. to, to fixing it? I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it's going to be a big enough hit to, to where they can justify spending the time. But there is a, I mean, there is a lot. Most of them are kind of in the spirit of the thing, right? It's a like cafe, like 
Yeah, that's funny. Like the 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 bug happened or whatever. But some of them are like really very frustrating. Yeah, and, and it is pretty. Any funny game is not funny. This the is a problem. Game time right? that you have. To yeah, play exactly. Through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, nothing is funny the seventh time you hear it. Yeah. Except for when that guy hits the other guy and says, "Oh fuck, I can't believe you've done this." That's that's funny. funny. Every time I see it. I, it the uh, the graphics are also like great. Okay. <laughs> The pop-in, were you not having issues with pretty righteous pop-in? Because anytime I got a vehicle that went over 60 miles an hour, it, it felt it felt pretty rough. I did not. I was actually, uh, I actually really, this is one of the few games that I like turning the HUD off and just like cruising around huh. because the city life is super dynamic. There's lots going on. It's really interesting. The lighting effects are great. I don't know. I, I, I am playing on a fairly new computer, so I don't I don't know that is, what you were yeah. enjoying it on. But that is definitely, that was my experience is that I, I really love the look. I agree. The lighting, I agree, is gorgeous. My experience was the city was felt very empty and I yes Griff and I ran into the pop in with other cars but also the fact that like very few pedestrians on the street and I went back and played Sands for the Third just as a point of comparison and it definitely feels much more dense in terms of cars pedestrians etc and so yeah I mean I I agree uh, you know it the issues the technical issues especially feel pretty inexcusable especially when you're charging $60 for a game uh, and trying to like relaunch a th- a thing. It's also worth noting this game was delayed by six months, so God knows yeah, what it looked like six right, months yeah. before the delay. Yeah, and yet all of that stuff, which bothered me, I still like I beat the game. I actually like, and d- I had no reason to beat the game, and I it it got me to beat the game for I don't know what it was, but it, something carried me through this game. I feel like I maybe messed up the balance of uh, the side activities real quick. I'd like to touch on, cause there's like a bajillion of them. Yeah. Um, you get criminal ventures and then each of the criminal ventures is like a side quest. I guess you'd call These it are, are um, businesses that you're opening up around town. Exactly. Right. So you need to, uh, there is one that's like a citywide, uh, LARP basically where they give you nerf weapons and you have to do battle against other, clans in this big role-playing type thing that I think is probably the highlight for me. I think that that was like the funniest and best realized. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Some of them are are uh, pretty... Uh, there's a lot of these ventures that are dependent on you driving well. Like, there's a lot of them that are dependent on, like, drive to this place and then, you know, do this thing. Or, like, drive over here and then take this guy's stuff and then drive away. And like, it's, it's, it, I, not a lot that are built around like actually like on foot stuff that you can accomplish. Um, which I, I was not, you know, wild about. There were uh, a couple that I thought were interesting. There was one where you were given these like weird clues and to like find a piece of broken glass in a swimming pool. And when you found that it like unlocked a wild, like, texture that you could use for any of your clothing or uh skin or whatever it was so there some of them are weird uh some of them are like dull and they're just like steal this car and drive it back uh so they are very hit or miss i i agree with that it is nice to have that like passive income where like eventually you get to a point where you're earning a million dollars an hour and money ceases to mean anything you just buy everything but there's none that you're forced to do yeah i mean you can sort of uh, that's not true time you do need to do i think six of them to complete the game you have to finish the whole thing i think you do need okay yeah i think you need to do about half of you them. do need to open them you need to, to become the boss 
to and then you I mean you need the money you know you don't need the money but it's nice to have it if you're gonna be playing there's so um, many good things to buy in the game there, yeah. there are so many items in the game it is I mean Justin you said that the city felt dynamic I agree with that and that there are fewer people fewer vehicles but where people are is more interesting so there's like way more shops the type of shops that you come across are like you know, there there might be the traditional like guns and ammo store, but then there'll be like an art school and you can go buy, you know, personalized t-shirts from this booth on like the quad. Um, I, I made like 12 or 13 different outfits that just like using the variety of things that you could get. And I would like switch depending on how I felt it like honestly was one of the motivating factors for me. It was just like, oh, wow, new clothing. And I'm going to see how this works. Um, we, we have quite a bit of stuff to talk about on the other side, but I, I think the consensus here is, hey, some of us enjoy this game a bit more than the rest of the world might. Uh, whatever the case, though, it is really buggy right now. Yes. I would recommend even people who are interested to wait a month or two. Um, you'll probably get the game for cheaper at that point anyway. And uh, and and hold off until then, just because there are so many good games out right now, it's a really tough thing to ask people to play a game where they could run into like a game busting bug. I agree. Yeah, that part is that is tough. the The bugs are the the one thing where I really feel like this is. Um, oh, if I could say one of the things I do like about it, they've switched out some of the gangs in this one, and one of the three like main gangs is actually a, a PMC which I think is kind of an interesting yeah. idea. It really makes it make a lot more sense that they're showing up to like fight against it, it. In the previous games, it started to feel weird when you're like shooting electricity from your fingertips and a guy shows up in a Volvo with a <laughs> pistol and he's like, I'm going to put a stop to this. And I was like, I don't think you are. This is not very well balanced, but like the PMC has like, you know, a uh, huge tanks. They have hover bikes, a lot of hover bikes and hoverboards and, uh, footballs that blow you like can can blow you away stuff like that but um yeah i don't know i really like it's heart is really in the right place it's just really the the but the bugs uh, are are and it, you know what i will say also i think it could have used a bit of editing i think and not in terms of the 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 script wise but like in terms of the activities in the world i feel like there could have been more done to make the fewer better like uh, missions rather than uh, and all the missions are actually pretty good but like the ventures and stuff i wish those had been a bit more rewarding uh and there and you know have fewer of them yeah i don't know uh we'll talk more about games. bad games that we like uh right after this you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. 
the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties well fellas uh this we used to talk about justin macroy games when i worked at polygon people used to call them you know wounded puppy games a lot of them would happen to come out of eastern europe things are deeply flawed that uh had a lot of heart in them a lot of passion a lot of interesting choices uh and we want to talk about games that we we felt that way about what's the worst game you've ever loved <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, the, the game that jumped to my mind, what reminded me of this moment with Saints Row was Fallout New Vegas, which if you've been following the internet, the fact that Fallout New Vegas is still relevant today really goes to show you how, um, beloved and, and well-crafted it is. But when it came out, it was totally shredded because rightfully it was a total technical mess. It crashed. It had bugs all over the place. You know, it was an open world Bethesda published RPG, uh, so not a total shock, but it would always kind of viewed, at least at launch, as like, oh, this side offshoot uh, game. Uh, but in hindsight, it actually, I think, is probably the best of the uh, 3D Fallout games. And uh, the writing is spectacular. The like number of options you have are spectacular. But again, if you go back and look at the reviews, I, I haven't looked at Metacritic recently, but I would imagine those early reviews were consistently negative because of all the technical issues. Um, but man, that game totally rocks. I have a lot of unpopular, I would say, Final Fantasy thoughts. Like Final Fantasy twelve is is one of my favorites, and that's kind of the black sheep for a lot of folks who have played this series. That's the one where you set up like tactics and everything happened in real time a lot mm. of people didn't even like fucking i was like an mmo right it it had that feel a little yeah. bit more yeah um 
and like I love Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Advance Two, which a lot of people see as just like kid dumbed down versions of the like original Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, the one that really came to mind was a game that like I think we probably got early, and I played, and I was like, "This fucking rules! I can't put this game down." And then reviews dropped for it and just tore it apart. Was SimCity the I forget what year. Oh, the always online version. The The always online one, which like for sure, I think a lot of, this was when like uh, DRM and like consumer uh, rights were kind of in in the spotlight, more so than even than they are now. And SimCity came out and was the first sort of major game I can think of like this that was like, you have to have an internet connection yeah. in order to play it. So so intense is the DRM. And I think a lot of that colored the, the reception to it. But also, like, there were certain annoying things about that game as your city scaled up that, did, that were not streamlined. Uh, but as somebody who like didn't have a lot of experience with city builder games like this in the past, uh, I thought it was so fucking rad and I could not get enough of, you know, micromanaging my city and seeing what kind of, you know, what kind of city it could grow into, whether it's like a futuristic metropolis or a dumpy garbage town. Uh, I, I, I could not put that game down and then reviews dropped for it and were so bad and that was the first time where I felt like, whoa, I'm, I, I'm, I'm out of touch. Well, the other yeah. issue, if I recall, was that the servers were like totally fucked at launch. Yeah, and yeah. the that fact the that you had to be always online we... basically prevented people from being able to play it. Yeah, that was one of those things that also m- made you feel like the game itself was gaslighting you because it wasn't an issue before the game was out, and only like you know the people with. Uh, review code we're playing it uh yeah. and then that was the first sudden, one we ever shifted the score on at polygon yeah that's right fr- because like, it, 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 it introduced the the sort of like review bumping up and down like that was the first one that we did that for and, and it was, the, a God, it was such a mess it was such a mess and people were like did you see polygon change your review score and it's like well yeah because the core experience of the game is different than it was when we were playing it, as it turns out, once you have more than a dozen people playing this game, it doesn't fucking work anymore. So, yeah. like, yeah, the, right. the the game changes, the score changes. That didn't seem so outrageous, but it, it was a it was a big uh, a big to do. But yeah, man, I really liked SimCity. Uh, I I you know didn't stick with it terribly long, but uh, it, I I was sort of shocked at how much people hated that game when when review scores started to drop. My taste is like impeccable. You know what I mean? Like I'm always right. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, think of any. I keep going back to Fresh Six Fallout New Vegas thing because, like, I just wonder how I could hope to evaluate the worth of Fallout New Vegas, a full price game that's practically identical, both graphically and mechanically, to another game that was released two years ago. How could I tell you whether or not it's an insult that you're being asked to pay $60 for a game that's so technically deficient that it scarcely feels past the beta stage? Luckily. Now, who's, whose review are you putting on Blast right now? This is Justin McElroy, baby. Oh, uh, okay. That's what, <laughs> that's what, what was it. Which one? Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten? Count it. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. You should have showed up to the office a bit more, my friend. Ducked in on your pals. See how Obsidian was doing with that one. Matthew Perry was in it. Need I say more? Okay. Um, 
That's the opposite of what we're talking about. It is. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know. Weren't um, you into like a like a like a deadly premonition? Wasn't that? Nope. Don't like Wait, those. Uh, no. uh, Justin, all of your FMV games. Yeah. No one are, likes that. Like I mean, ev- taste, everything you that's like. A taste issue. That's a taste issue. Yeah. Uh, that's just a taste issue that we're running. I. You know what I will say actually. This one is one, I, I, you know, you do this a long time. I, I've been reading video game magazines since I was, you know, since they existed. I I worked in video games for, you know, I started in like 2000, when I was 16. So it was like mm. a long, long time ago. Um, younger, 13. A baby boy. I, 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 thank you. I've been doing this for a very long time. This is the first one, not the first, but one of the, the few that really, really, really surprised. Like I really did not expect the critical reaction that this guy's got. It's sitting at a 63 right now on, on Metacritic for whatever value. Yeah, I was that. expecting just, like a low B. It felt, it, yeah, that's what, it feels like a low B. It does feel, I, I, I'd be interested to see where it goes from here, mm-hmm. right? Like this kind of feels like the one bite at the apple that you get on rebooting this franchise, correct? I mean, yeah, I mean, Embracer does have a lot of money, but they also lost an astonishing amount of market cap on the day this launched and all the reviews dropped. So this might be it for Saints Row. Yeah, I I would not. Which is really sad for me because there aren't a lot of open world games that aren't like totally nihilistic and depressing and like, oh, this guy's dying of cholera. Let's play that for 20 hours. Like that bums me out that there isn't necessarily a waiting in the wings, a quote, fun open world game right i my my very quick critically patented game is just madden every year and and it's like it's so toxic (laughs) that even saying it here i know that there are people who are listening who are like oh like immediately just anger it it brings out such a rage in people and i think it's like part of it is the sports ball mentality i think part of it is like yeah it it really struggles to be a different game every year it there there is so many reasons not to like Madden, but the fact is, I love football. I love watching football, and I love now that I can play Madden on my Steam Deck. Just about is the happiest I can be. Playing like watching a game and playing some Madden, it's nice. That's why it sells a gajillion copies because it's still very fun. It just. Yeah, it could be better. I I'm also going to say, and this one's going to really lower my stock. Uh huh. Most David Cage games, I'll fuck with, oh, and we can say, and we oh can say what we want to say. I, I did. I Beyond Two Souls was the only one where I was like, "This is irredeemably bad." The uh, only one. Oh my wow. god, Griffin! I don't. Are you we serious? might need to end the podcast. But heavy, <laughs> but heavy rain. Sure. Heavy Rain was a Sign me slog. Up for no, Detroit what was rain. it? What I gotta know. What about Heavy Rain? Grab your was, attention. I thought it was neat. I thought it was neat. You I like thought, making eggs? Was that so it? So the first time Jason. when we played uh, Indigo Prophecy, <laughs> uh, aka Fahrenheit, when that first that came out, game. not not a great game, but like it starts you out in a bathroom where you have just murdered somebody and you have to hide the crime before a cop comes in. Like those games, while Great the intro. execution very is good intro. bad, the ideas are very cool. And yeah, they need someone. They I always felt like David Cage was missing his like writer. He was yes. missing his um, <laughs> conscience. No, his John Carmack. You know what I mean? Like he he was missing the mm. person that could push against his interesting ideas to help him like figure out 
It's so bananas how many swings this cat keeps he giving. He has got a lot. Did y'all see the Detroit Become Human Naked Gun mashup? Yeah, it's very good. Somebody spent a ton of time cutting Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun into Detroit Become Human, which I cannot imagine in 2022 why you would do that. And yet, Leslie Nielsen and National Delight. I mean, really, really good stuff. I have Uh, never replayed one of those games, but I will always play them just to see what the, like, what the... what the ideas are and what kind of like set pieces that they have. Like the, the very first scene in Detroit where you're like the cyber detective who's trying to like talk the Android down from the ledge. And there's like a million different ways that it can go. Like that is a really neat and memorable setup. And the execution is, is flawed is extraordinarily flawed. And the behind the scenes stuff happening at what is the name of that? Oh, Quantic dream. Uh, also bad, but like, I, also very bad. Also very bad. But I, Chris, Chris, do you remember when we were in? Do you remember that year that we were on the Bombcast at E3, and it was like you and me and Austin. I think and, I was there too. Yeah, and Griffin, and there was uh, several other very funny people, and we all got talking about David Cage and his like it, all doing our best, uh, wildly, wildly terrible David Cage impressions. Oh, those are good times. That video's on the internet. Go watch that. Did, did we stuff. talk about my heavy rain demo in no, the shower scene? So. Have we not no. talked about this on the show? I, this I is probably one of those, so. like, I keep it quiet because it's not great. I So when I first saw Heavy Rain, I saw it with um, my my buddy Tracy John, who no longer works in the games industry, and you'll understand why in about five seconds. And we go into this, like, boardroom in uh, Soho, in New York, like the least video game preview event place you could go. And it's literally the two of us sitting at the opposite ends of this like very, very long table with a ton of PR people who are like, we're about to show you the future. And we're like, oh, wow, great. I mean, the future sounds great. That's kind of, you know, what we love to write about. And they're like, okay, here it is. It's called Heavy Rain. And the lights go down and they turn on the TV and it's a woman taking a shower. And That's what they, just, they open up with that scene? They, that, they, they, oh, that is the preview. And that is the entirety of the preview. It ends, and they're like, okay, great. Well, and they're like, yeah, somebody, questions? somebody's <laughs> going to come and get her, right? And they're like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess, that, I guess it's kind of going for that horror movie vibe. And they're like, great. So before you go, let's do it one more time. And they turn the lights down and they make us do it all over again. Oh my god. It was utterly bizarre. It was That's so weird. It was so uncomfortable. So completely uncomfortable. And they're like, notice the skin and how the skin dimples. And it's like yeah, I would really not. rather uh, not. Yeah. yeah, hard pats for me, thank you. Yeah. Big no. Anyway, Griffin's favorite game. Moving on. <laughs> not my favorite game. That's not uh. Uh, hey, we asked um, the listeners, you know, what is their game that the reviews uh, thrashed? And you know what? Pretty consistent answer across the board, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm, A lot of folks uh, said Cyberpunk 2077. I'll read one. This one's from Jesse. Cyberpunk, granted, I played it a year late on a high-end gaming PC, so bugs were minimal. That is a huge caveat, but uh, okay. Removing it from what was promised and hyped and just immersing into the world to experience the story puts it much higher on my list. 
I understand the flack it caught, but it's solid now. I, I hear that all, like from a number of people that it is better. Yeah, now. it's definitely better. I, I, I replayed it, uh, you know, after they did that relaunch. And the writing was never terrible. Like, the no. especially the performances were quite good at launch. Um, it was just the core gameplay was like pure misery and it was full of bugs. So there's not a lot of ways to redeem that. But since then, it's pretty good now. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, honorable mentions time. Let's do it. Yes. So I've started playing. I've been promising this for a while, but it has begun. I've started playing Dark Souls 2, which I have never really played very much of. We, I played a tiny bit when it first came out. And in, How did that happen? What? How did that happen? Why did I not play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before Dark Souls games had clicked for me. Okay. So if they haven't clicked for you yet, like for all the people that pan Demon Souls when it was like this new thing, and there are many, um, if it hasn't clicked for you yet, you just don't get it. So yeah. I didn't get it. And now that I understand the language of Dark Souls, having played one and three and Bloodborne and Sekiro and uh, Elden Ring, I can easily go back and play Dark Souls 2 and enjoy myself a lot. And I have been. There is a problem, though. I don't know if you guys are aware. The mm -hmm. servers on the PC version of Dark Souls 1 through 3 are off. They have been turned off because apparently someone figured out some hack where... I don't know, sending a note to someone or invading them would allow you access to their like kernel mainframe system yeah. on their computer. And it was like an extremely bad hack. So Namco Bandai, while they were releasing Elder Ring, was like, we're just going to turn the servers off. And they haven't gone on. Uh, they haven't been turned on yet, which means I have to play through Dark Souls 2 with no notes and yeah. no summons oh and no help. And that is not the fucking game where you want it. That game is so obtuse. It took like me a good 15 minutes to even understand where to go. Like I got to Manjulo, which is like the hub town. And I went, like kept walking down corridors looking for like, where are there guys that I should be fighting? And it yeah. took me like <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes to find anyone. So uh, that was interesting, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm going to go through it. I might occasionally look up guides here and there because I don't have those notes, but I will say this, it looks gorgeous and runs gorgeous on the, runs Steam, deck. On the Steam deck yeah it I, is I just a bummer because it searches for the servers for 30 seconds every time you log on and again when you go to quit and well you can a, turn airplane mode on yeah i'm just gonna do airplane it'll, mode. yeah it'll yeah it'll because I, I, I tried doing the same thing it was met with this similar uh surprise of yeah. there not being but i'm i'm mode. very excited it, it you know there aren't that many dark souls games and no. uh this is one that i have not really touched at all so i'm pretty pumped it is my least favorite FromSoft game, yeah. but it is still like pretty good. And I yeah, think that I mean, that they're is a all, testament to your how least good. It's got to be your least favorite Mistborn game. I mean, Mistborn. you don't mean your, what? your least favorite. Yeah, it's my from least Soft favorite game. game from the Mistborn books, I what? would say. No, like Miss, uh, uh, not Mistborn, um, <laughs> Blood, Soulsborn. Yeah. Soulsborn. That, Soulsborn. That's yes. the genre that we all agreed on, right? Yeah, that's Mistborn is Brandon Sanderson's incredible fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, don't get me wrong, magic. a game would be fucking rad. Hey, listen, they've been rumoring for a while. It never really came together, though. Oh, anyway. man, can you imagine? What can if, you like, imagine? So give, that, give that license to, like, Sucker Punch or somebody Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? I just fixed it. I just solved it. Give me a, it let me get an EP credit on that one. Um, I have been playing, it looks very similar on the page, but I've been playing Dark Cloud 2. Mm. Uh, I just got this... Uh, this this uh, emulator handheld that I 
uh, ordered on Indiegogo or something like that like six months ago uh, called the uh, Odin Pro uh, from a company I think called Aya Neo or something like that. Um, I, I ordered it a long time ago because like review units had gone out to like the different emulator places that I follow and they were talking about how it is the hottest shit ever. And uh, mine finally came in this week and it is in fact very, very good. Uh, really nice um, like profile. It feels a lot like a Switch Lite uh, in terms of like size and, and weight and layout and stuff like that. Um, and it is the first handheld like this that I have played that runs like GameCube and even Wii and Dreamcast and PlayStation 2 like pretty butter smooth. Yeah. Um, so I have Dark Cloud 2. I tried to replay it on like one of those flat PS2s, one of those late uh, model mm-hmm. PS2s, and uh, did did not stick with it, uh, mostly because of like load times and how annoying those those still are. Uh, but man, what a cool fucking game! It got me looking at uh, Level Five's like history and what they've said about like a future Dark Cloud game. Uh, like a Dark Cloud Three, which apparently is not going to happen. They made some game called Rogue Galaxy, I mm, believe, yeah. which was a, a PS2 sort of action RPG in the same vein that apparently is the successor uh, that I've actually never played. But Dark Cloud Two is just so neat. It's it's like an action RPG where you have to rebuild the world and Rogue Galaxy custom- looks like a game you'd like, Griffin. I think so too. I've I've uh, I've I've got it on the Odin Pro, and we'll we'll get to it next, but. It's got like a photography mode and there's a golf mini game that you can play in every dungeon that you go into <laughs> that like unlocks shit. It's so great. Also, uh, been looking for more stuff to play with Henry uh, and just got him turned on to the World of Light single player mode in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, which when you turn the difficulty down enough on that one and you play with like all the super powerful spirits that you unlocked in your first playthrough of the World of Light... Uh, it's fucking great to watch it. And you can play through that co-op entirely, right? I don't know. I've never actually, I haven't played it co-op at all. I, we just unlocked the, uh, the me sword fighter. So we made a Henry me sword fighter character who is all he plays as now. And he just like, it's just him in a cyber suit with a cat helmet, just going through and just like fucking up infinite Jigglypuffs. It's, it is, uh, we are having a very good time with it. Um, I, uh, have two real quick. One is uh, a quick older game that I played on switch, but it's been around for, I think like six or five or six years. It's called ultimate chicken horse. Y'all are play that. I have not, but my niece loves it. So I get it. It's a really good, the Griffin, this is one that you would love playing with Henry. Uh, cause uh, I, I tried it with the, my kids and they were wild about it, but it's basically a platformer that starts out with just like a beginning and an end goal. And before each round of the game, uh, each player is presented with a grab bag full of items that they can place into the level. So there's like uh, a flamethrower, a platform, some sticky glue, some, you know, a fan, a bomb, you know, whatever, gold coins, uh, what have you. And each of you get to place one to two items in the level and then you make a run at completing the level at the same time. That's fine. And then after the next, then the next round starts and you place more things into the level. And then try to com- complete the level. And you score by completing the level when the other person can't. So it's like sort of like a live Mario Maker. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, you're that like sounds doing neat. On the fly. Uh, and it's really funny and silly. 
Um, I thought it was very cool. I got on, I played it on Switch, but it's on lots of stuff. The other thing, real quick, I want to say is I watched a movie called Charlie Varick yesterday because uh, I'm I've been bon- brushing up on some heist movies. I've been in the mood to watch a heist movie, and uh, Charlie Varick is not a very popular movie, uh, but it does star Walter Matthau as a bank robber who accidentally robs from the mafia and then spends the entire movie faking his own death. I love it. And it is Sounds fucking, great. I mean, Mathal, come on, baby. Wait, Chris Point, have you not seen this movie? No. <gasps> it's it's great, man. It's on. I, I watched it yesterday. It is a hoot. And Walter, Walter Mathal, I will also say, uh, <laughs> at the beginning, this movie is from like early 70s. Like I want to say 73, right? So Walter Mathal is still a relatively young man who does look like he's 80. Uh, and he wears old man makeup at the beginning of the movie for a heist, and he looks 100% like Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace. <laughs> it is like photocopy of how he looks in the film Dennis the Menace. It is un- <laughs> unbelievable. It oh, is like man. Mr. Wilson robbing a bank. It's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, this looks good. I just Google image searched it. And, it's uh, great. It's, wow. Wow. We'll yeah, share an image you. of that on Twitter. Um. Uh. Hey, it's it's Morty season. Morty, Morty from the Rick and the Morty is I on. Didn't even multiverses. realize. I always forget to update my calendar. For I know. I noticed that uh, when I emailed you and I didn't get the uh, Hey, it's Morty season. I'll be away for a few days. Message. Um. It, it, Morty's in multiverses. Uh. Morty's op as Rushik and I keep texting each other. Multiverse is just rules. I I continue to just be utterly smitten with this game. I it defies all reason. I'm not a huge Smash Brothers person, um. Uh, but the characters are so inventive, and I I I can't believe that they say that they're balancing this game because nothing about it ever feels balanced. It feels like complete chaos. I can't even describe the moves. Like Morty has an up attack that just makes a giant, huge ass UFO go up to the sky, which can just carry people out of the world instantly. It's very weird. It's wonderful. I hope more people play this game. Actually, I don't even need to say that. This game is doing extremely well. Yeah, I think they're doing okay. The first game to like pass Elden Ring all year, maybe? I I don't know. I mean, it is free to play, so that's not totally shocking. No, no, I I mean in terms of sales, not downloads. Um, Just in terms of like raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's also Um, free to play pricing, so that doesn't hurt. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a delight, and I hope uh, people try it out. Um, I think I I don't know which characters yeah, are here right now, but I think LeBron is just just back off of it. So which is it, Plant? Do you want people to try it, or is it fine without them? You know what? <laughs> Both. Whoa! Mm. Wow. Uh, cool. Okay. Well, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have BMGIA, BMGIA. We'll go with L. Al Bailey, Gort Munchman, and Wreck Your <laughs> Shit with Math. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone else who has shared the show and talked about it and done all sorts of cool stuff. Plant, what did we talk about today? Uh, today we talked about Saints Row, John Madden Football, Fallout New Vegas, Sim City, the, that, the new-ish one, the David Cage oeuvre, uh, Dark Souls 2, Multiverses, Dark Cloud 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate World of Light, Ultimate Chicken Horse in the film Charlie Varick. Where, where can people stream Charlie Varick again? I watched it on, uh, I think I just got it on an Apple, the, like the store, the Apple, what do you call it? Rent, it's oh, rent- video on, de- on demand. Yeah. VOD. Yeah. It's not on Apple TV 
Plus, but mm, it's on the mm, Apple mm, Store. Mm, mm, I don't know. It's hard to f- man. There's so many films from the 70s that you just like can't watch. Like it doesn't matter if you want to watch. Yeah, them I, you know when you watch. mentioned it, I thought it was that Charlie, the movie with Robert Downey Jr., where he's the teacher and there's oh the God, what was that precocious child? Yeah. Oh my God. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It it's was an HBO before the Robert TV Downey Jr. Film. Reclamation Project. I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Charlie Bartlett. Charlie Bartlett. Well done. Um, what are we talking about next week? We don't super Anton know. Yelt- yeah, Anton Yelchin played the... Yes. Oh, it was a I, I paid, he was but... really good. We don't What's know what we're week? totally doing next week because we're not sure if we're going to be able to get Last of Us Part 1, the remake, uh, early enough. So it might be that or it might be something totally different. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?